This week on A Dash of Grit, tourism in Mansfield has been strong for years, but it wasn't without some tough battles and turf wars early on. Lee Tassif shares his story next. This is A Dash of Grit. Recipes for success from courageous leaders who overcome challenges and build great things. Now, podcasting from Spire to leaders in local communities like yours, here is Brian Leflock. Let's get cooking. Our guest today is a true leader in every sense of the word. He's the longtime president of Destination Mansfield, Richland County. Lee Tassif, uh, responsible for driving economic opportunity through tourism to Mansfield, Richland County, Ohio. He's also a longtime friend of mine. I really appreciate you uh, being a part of our show, and thank you for being a guest on Dash of Grit. Sure. Nice to be, uh, what is it, I'm your crash test dummy for today. Yeah, yeah. Make sure we're going sure to gonna do some crashing. That's right. Yeah. Happy to be here. So, Lee, we are going to spend some time talking about grit, and grit is that hard work that you have to do and had to do to overcome some challenges to get sure. to where you are. But before we do that, I want you to talk a little bit about where you are. Talk some good about Destination Mansfield, Richland County. What's good? Our tagline is that we're an award-winning economic uh, development entity that makes money for our county. And we do it through tourism. That's our focus but also leverage what we do to give uh, Mansfield Richland County a positive image beyond the borders. So it's around Ohio, across the country, and then thanks to Shawshank, it's, it's pushing that image internationally. So we're the only entity that focuses that far outside as far as economic development goes. Everybody's more inward focused for the most part, but we, we're, we, we feel that rare spot that's everything outside, bringing people in, how do they see us from the outside world? And we've grown into that role. We didn't start that way. We were a much smaller operation long ago. And technology, as we were talking about before we got onto this, uh, has just exploded how we all do what we do. And it's funny how some of it has replaced things we've done. Some of it is just mostly it's been adding to everything we do. So instead of these three things, we now have six or seven or eight avenues to promote stuff. So you got to make sure you manage them all. And I don't mean to catch you on a spot here, but do you sure. have a sense of, of how many dollars you're driving into the, the Mansfield, Richland County, County economy on a, an annual basis or some kind of a standard that way? Yeah, we, get stu- we do a study every couple of years through the state office of tourism. And the last one was about 338 million bucks in spending driven by what we call the travel economy. And it supported over 4,300 jobs and generated 5.9 million in local tax revenue. So it's, it's quantifiable. Wow. The only thing I can't really tell you is exactly how many people show up. Because yep. there's no turnstile at the county border. And sometimes events are based on estimates. But when hotels are full and tickets are being sold and money's mm-hmm. being spent, you, you yeah. say, yeah, we raise our hand and we had a part in that. And how do we judge success? Well, when I got here, we had summer, which was racing season, and you took a few months off, and then it was ski season. Then you took a few more months off, and then June, July, August cranked back up. Yep. Now things get rolling in, in April, and they don't quit till the end of haunted season. Mm. So you've got a six-month window there, then you take a breather and come back for ski season, then really only take March off, and then we're back at it. So yep. it went from about five months to closer to 10 and different events and different attractions that didn't exist that are now thriving or events that are still here. Uh, over the course of time, it's been kind of fun. They've become normal for everybody. 
but they had to start somewhere. Just when you and I look back on, oh, somebody says, well, I've been in business, you know, 40 years. You and I can remember 40 years ago wasn't all that long. Oh, wow, they were just new then. No, but they've been around. So some of these events that to us were like, nope, we remember when they started, but a lot of them are still here. So let's talk about a little bit of the there to here type of thing. And I know that this is kind of when we get into the grit a little bit. When, when you were smaller and not doing as many things, but knew that you had to be able to drive more economy, had to kind of bootstrap it up and get some things done. Can you think back to uh, a day when times weren't so easy and maybe share some problems, situations, issues you were dealing with, perhaps at a critical time in your juncture? Sure. When I got here, everything had to be reinvented. The really cupboard was really pretty bare. Um, the guy that had the job before me, I don't think he quite understood what our bureau is supposed to do. So we kind of had to start over. Mostly it was a month-to-month spending proposition, um, realizing that we needed a visitor guide, we needed a tour planner, we needed brochures on the road, we needed all those things we didn't have money for or staff to manage it. So it's kind of like you drew the list up of, okay, here's the stuff we got to do. And yes, it was highly frustrating when you, your competitors were doing it and you couldn't because you just didn't have the funds for it. Or in some cases, we didn't have the right expertise working for us. Mm-hmm. So you, eventually you got hire somebody to, to do those jobs. But when you're just starting out and then you had people uh, who thought differently of what a bureau should do. And I was referred to as the bureau because that's how we grew up as the convention bureau they had other ideas of what we were supposed to be. And we hadn't really established ourselves or gained a certain amount of respect or even had a track record. It was pretty spotty. <laughs> Difference between now or then, now and then is we have developed, people know who we are, they've seen us be effective. Back then it was all new. So everything you talked about, people were skeptical. And I was the kid in town who wasn't from here, so I didn't know the landscape. You throw all those things together, and that pretty much sums up my first few years here. Um, Selling the board, selling the staff on what we're supposed to do, um, and then knowing that some things we just flat out couldn't do financially until we got past the first brochure or the first promotion. So you had big dreams with little funding, big dreams without enough staff, and big responsibility on your shoulders to do the things that you were supposed to do. I'm just interested with all of that. How did you feel at that point? Can you remember back to some of those days? (laughs) Uh, Some of it was easier because I was single. (laughs) So I could spend a lot of time (laughs) working at it. Uh, I was in at nights. I was in on weekends Mm. um, just because it was my life. And I was hired to do a job that I took pretty seriously and knowing that there were people who didn't, who couldn't figure us out yet. We hadn't established ourselves. I knew what we had to do. I had to keep those people at bay from saying, well, we can do a better job than you can. And everybody had ideas on what to do with that money. So there was a whole outward focused defense, if you will, on no, wait a minute, we're not done yet. Here's the things we're supposed to be doing. Here's what they'll do for us but it was mainly pitching that idea and getting people to buy into it before we could actually do it. Um, That's probably one of the things that I remember best looking back on. Somebody must have bought what I was selling and believed that, okay, the kid may know what he's actually up to. And then whenever there was an attack or somebody really did go after how we were funded and put together, uh, 
the best thing that ever happened was our board came together and said no. They didn't roll over. They fought it. Uh, we put. We actually got better. It was it was hard to go through at first, but every every year that we survived, we got better and we got stronger and get, we got more resilient. So by the time we got past that phase, you know, towards the end of the '90s into the 2000s, we we were starting to develop more things because we were finished fighting battles. So all that energy that went into fighting for who we are and for our, our existence, then all those energies, all that focus made us better. And then when, when the, the battles ceased, we started to really take off. It became more of a development entity at that point in time, besides the marketing. When you were fighting for who you are and fighting for your existence, did it ever, did you have some failures where you're like, well, that we tried this, that didn't work. Now we got to try something different where it just felt like it wasn't quite coming together. I don't think it was so much that. Um, it was more of it, it, it took a long time because of our financial situation. We had to save up to do the next project. Then you, had, then you did it. Then after that, you had wait a year to know if it worked or not. Mm. So it may take an entire season to know if it worked. Uh, so sometimes it just, it was painstakingly slow, or at least it seemed to from us on the inside. I'm sure from the outside, people are like, oh, they're getting done what they have to do. But from internally, it's like, this just can't move fast enough. Yeah. And it, I think that, I think the apprehension that went with that was probably, was, was tougher on me then than it looked, it seems like now when I look back at it. But I just remember being, I don't know if it was called tense, nervous, uh, wondering, will this really pay off? I knew the things we were doing we were supposed to do but they need time to gel. They need time to pay off and hoping that we got to that next step to go, ah, that worked. Everybody said, yeah, Hey, that worked. Good. Yeah. Let's go on to the next one. Yeah. And we got fortunate with things like the sports car club of America that hit in the mid nineties that I recognized it as something that would end up in our lap. It started out as a consortium of the chamber and then redeck and ourselves and cities and towns. But I knew it's, at some point everybody would fall away and we needed to be ready to step in to manage that process and fund it and do all the hospitality. Uh, that one took about three years to, to work itself through, but it turned out to be great in the long run. A lot of work with a fledgling staff, but it was something that became uh, for us some, some way to demonstrate this is why you have us here. But again, even that took three years. Everything take you. You're planting seeds and you're waiting for the harvest, and it's hard to wait. Wait it yeah. out. And then the SCCA, the runoffs had a 12 year run. So they started in '94, and they they were here through through '06, which was a was a really good time for that. And everybody loved the event. So for me, I came from Canton. Uh, that I looked at as kind of like our Hall of Fame parade. Uh, some may have thought it was Miss Ohio. Miss Ohio had peaked and was starting to ebb, you know, downward this kind of took its place. We're like, this is a great way to demonstrate why you have us and why we do what we do and to keep up the hospitality, everything that went with it and the whole concierge concept and all that we kept alive and it still helps bring things back at mid Ohio, which is kind of fun. 
And now, like you said, you've, you're driving $338 million in economy into, into this region. You've got 47 or 4,300 jobs, I think you mentioned. And so it's successful and it's looking up. Is there, is there any one thing other than the, the car show, any one thing you can attest to uh, that kind of success? We call this a dash of grit. What was your grit in that moment of, of uh, I'm not sure I can get this done and now it's done. What's the one thing you look to, to, to say, here's what I did. I think it was a clarity, really, that this is where we have to go. Mm. And the anxiety that came with it, because some of it was untested, but I think the clarity within the staff and then the board who was supportive was like, this is what we got to do. And they're like, okay, we just had to make it work. Yep. Because so everything with we that were, plan. Yeah, everything we were doing again was new. But I think there just became... I don't know, call it vision, call it whatever it was. But when we got focused and we're like, nope, this is the end goal. This is where we have to be. Um, that's, I think, what sustained us through that. And I think there was probably a fighter mentality that came out in the staff that, no, we're going to do this. Nobody's taking this away from us. We're going to get this done. Dang it. You know, we've worked very hard, whether people realize what we're doing or not. It's like, no. So they became fighters, whether they wanted to or not. Yep. And I think it just kind of built this resolve that when we went through 9-11's downturn, you know, we, we restructured the staff. We shrunk. Everybody said, okay, this is, this is the last four of us standing. Here's what we got to do. And it was group decisions. Uh, no, we all want to survive. Here's the things that are important to us. Everybody, we're gonna, everybody's going to take a different role because there's – we went from seven people to five to four in no time. And then we had to figure it out. Then we went through the crap, the crunch in 07, 08, 09. The same thing happened. Now that was more of a stair step backwards rather than boom. Uh, that mentality kicked in all over again. It was like instinct. Here we go. We've done this before. Mm-hmm. And that, and we reinvented ourselves. We really did. And that became that rallying point within the staff. It's like, nope, while we're going backwards, we're going to figure out how to be better. And then once things stabilize, we're going to start saving money. Then once we're done saving money, we're going to start spending it and we're going to announce to the world we're different. That was one of those three-year cycles. That the, the ideas came in 2010, they were greenlighted in 2011, and we finished paying for them in, in 2012. But that's when we came out looking the way we do now. And awards followed, you know, Tough Mudder followed, the Shawshank Trail was invented and created during that time. So it's now something we're known for all over the world. So all those things became that inner core belief. It was like, no, we got stuff we got to do. We just have to figure out how to get through this. And it may take us a while. So there wasn't as much ap- uh, apprehension that somebody's going to look at us sideways because it's taking so long. It's like, nope. by then we had proved ourselves. It's just a matter of retooling. Yeah. We felt internal we're still not moving fast enough, but everybody outside of us were like, no, we see what you're doing. We'll be okay when you get there. Sometimes sticking to the plan is the best test of having grit and being able to be up to the challenges. You don't have to always shift and pivot and move. You stuck to the plan and you made it work. And that's how you showed your grit. I'm wondering Lee now uh, you're doing so well. What's next for uh, (laughs) destination Mansfield? What's on the table? Now we got to survive COVID-19 and a lot of the same instincts are, have kicked in. 
they've taken a little while longer to get there just because this is such a big unknown and it hits so fast and so furious that it's brought the tourism industry to a screeching halt. Yeah. And it's going to be a little tougher to come back from it because people will be a little bit more apprehensive, you know, is, is the attraction, the lodging room, you know, is it clean enough? When consumer confidence is there that, yes, I can do what I need to do safely for whether it's myself or my family, you'll start to see it pick up. But right now, as we're all working remotely, you can tell the restlessness is under the surface already. Mm-hmm. They're itching to come back, get back to work, um, tighten up everything. And I, the vision is we will be different. We will be completely restructured. We will not be the same entity. We cannot. Um, there will be, it will be configured differently. How we go about our business will be different. I think this is, I think I likened it to, you just moved to your next, your new house. And you only brought with you just enough to make the setup house, but you've not fully furnished the house yet. Mm-hmm. We're going to be in that mode of we're going to run pretty lean yep. so that we can get running again. And then afterwards, we'll put pieces back together as the economy allows us to. But we really do have to strip things down to the basics of what are we? Well, we're a marketing entity. So we got to get back to those basics first, fastest. And so we will uh, definitely have a part two of this because I know you'll do great and I know you'll show the grit. I've seen you do it before. You've talked about it. Um, You'll come out on the other side and Mansfield and Richland County will be better for it. I know your team. And so I I can't wait to see what success looks like. And I know we will see it. But thank you very much, uh, Lee Tassif, for joining us uh, today. And we'll check in with you again in a a few weeks or months when you've uh, solved things again. Okay. Thanks. Thanks for the opportunity to talk and for sharing that story. Looking, for, looking forward to what happens six months from now as well. Yep. yep, we will definitely do that. And so for everyone else, thank you for joining us today on A Dash of Grid. We will be here again and, and we want you to be a part of it. A Dash of Grid is brought to you from all of us at Spire. We're here to help local businesses and organizational leaders like you and like Lee uh, grow. Aspire offers marketing services and websites, and we offer a team that can function as an extension of yours, and we can create a lot of content like seminars, webinars, videos, even this podcast to help you succeed. You can learn more about Spire at spiread.com. I am Brian Leffelock. I'm on LinkedIn. Thank you to Lee Tassif. This has been a dash of grit. It's an acquired taste. See you mm-hmm. next time.